0: Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Dillon who's at the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? May cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry Alrighty, mouth, ringing finished? in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe. Cosmate I-10 in Metro. Are you ready for the stifling New Orleans heat this year? Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to getting my A.C. ready each and every year, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Eating. With 30 years in the business, they really know what they're doing, and they can work on any A.C. system on the market. Burkhardt gets your system running right. They can find and fix the problems before you really need that A.C. this year. Schedule your tune-up now with Burkhardt at acpromise.com. acpromise.com, and tell them
1: Eric sent you.
2: Stick to the truth is what your are
3: good news.
0: I like this kind of party, baby. and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock, 4 to 6, right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. Of course, uh, don't forget about the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app. There are our digital platforms. Free download for your smartphone or tablet. Take the show with you anywhere. Also, check out the podcast there because our podcast is everywhere. Anchors are home based on all your favorite podcasting platforms, so check them out there. Also, Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Uh, on the program today, Mike Triplett will join us at 435. We'll talk Saints with him. 515, it's Fletcher Mackle, Channel 6 Sports. He will join us talking PELS, so looking forward to that. We'll talk a lot of PELS in the first hour as well. Uh, and, of course, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Ken Trahan of Uh, uh All Access and the three tailgaters right here on 106.1 FM was my guest today. Uh, again, check us out tonight, 6 o'clock on LAE, 10, on, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, Uh, Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock, WLAE, 2 a.m. on The Deuce, and then 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. That's on Saturday morning and Saturday afternoon. So plenty of ways for you to catch the program. It'll be up on our social media platforms at some point this evening. So, again, uh, make sure you uh, check us out with, again, the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Ken Trahan did a great job today on the program. Today's program is brought to you by our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, of course, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and uh, don't forget about Old New Orleans Cookery. 205 Bourbon Street, heading down to the quarter this weekend for, again, the Easter festivities. Stop by one of the Oceana family of restaurants. Uh, 205 Bourbon Street, uh, open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week for you. Um, belly up to the bar, grab yourself one of those extraordinary cocktails. Maybe, again, you like to do a little people-watching, big-picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street, sit right up in the front of the restaurant. Maybe, again, you want to chill out in their authentic French Quarter courtyard, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. And then maybe you're having your private party over at Old New Orleans Cookery. What a great idea that is. Not one, but two Bourbon Street balconies adjoining private rooms to dine in. Uh, again, a private restroom as well for your guest uh, Again, there's also a little bit of overflow there when they're, when they're not renting it out. So you'll sit up there. But, again, the Two Bourbon Street balconies fantastic. First of all, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. And, of course, it's a great, wonderful dining experience for friends, family. Maybe, again, it's a first date. Maybe trying to close that business deal. You can find out more at nolacookery.com because it's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun Canada Restaurant, The Hideout Bar, and, of course, Old New Orleans Cookery. So, again, um. What a great night last night, Um, and we'll talk a lot about it as we go forward on today's program. Um, I'm just, you know, it it is, I told you guys I was a little nervous yesterday because of um, of Pop and having a few days to be able to um, work out a game plan to be able to maybe slow the Pels down. Um, Well, it didn't happen, okay? For the most part, the Pels led led the entire game. They were... Again, in command, there was one run in the third quarter by the San Antonio Spurs, uh, but the Pels were fantastic, and a lot of that goes, again, to not just what they're doing on the floor, but last night was absolutely electric in the Smoothie King Center. You had a a sold-out play-in game uh, that brought back a lot of memories. Uh, you know, for a lot of us that have watched NBA basketball since its inception here in New Orleans. Going back to when Maravich was playing in the Dome, 25 to 35,000, filling that Dome to be able to see Maravich play against some of the better teams in the NBA during that time, the Sixers and the and the Lakers, uh, you know, the Knicks. We can go on and on. Uh, then when when the NBA basketball comes back to New Orleans, and we were so spoiled because the Hornets were a pretty good team, Mashburn doing his thing in the playoffs, uh, the 1-1 game dropping 50, uh, then you had, what, the, uh, the big three, uh, CP3, David West, Tyson Chandler, who we thought, again, if they kept out the big three together, would have an opportunity to have some sustained winning here in New Orleans and maybe have a chance to get a championship. Again, that playoff run. And then more recently, what, Drew Holiday, Anthony Davis, and that crew uh, sweeping the Blazers. I mean, the fans were loud. They were into the game. And it was, again, once again, uh, it, it goes to show all those around the country like crushes that national narrative that New Orleans is not a basketball town, okay? That this is a city that's not deserving of an NBA team. That this franchise is going to relocate to Seattle because no one cares about anything except Saints and LSU football. Give me a break, okay? Not only was the Smoothie King filled to the rafters, bars all over the city had had fans uh, that again that were uh, crowded in just to, be, just to be able to again watch this playing game to be again around other fans. Uh, that pretty much slammed the door on that fake news that New Orleans is not a basketball city. You know, all, all the sports fan, all the basketball fan in this town wants is a quality franchise, with competent ownership and a front office again that has that that that, that leadership that can put a competitive floor, a product on the floor for uh, for for the for the fan base. I mean, that's it. Okay. The fans, the the the. the the folks in this town will support NBA basketball if, if again, they're getting the buy-in from the ownership, they're getting the buy-in from the front office to put a competitive team on the floor. Sustained winning is is what this city has been jonesing for when when it comes to NBA basketball. And look, I mean, yes, there is no doubt, and maybe we're going to find out a, a little bit more about the about the fan base in this town going forward, because again, you know, this is generations. Uh, that 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 have, that have changed over here, you know. You had the you had you had the uh, lo- losing with the Saints for decades, and, and then of course had a, had a taste of winning with with Bum Phillips, and even more with with Jim Moore. and then again again when Sean Payton came in, he changed the entire narrative here in New Orleans. It's been it's been hot and cold throughout the entire tenure of NBA here in New Orleans. You know, as I, as I said, you know m- most of the time, if you look at again years in this in this city. The teams have been under 500, whether that be the Jazz, whether that be the Hornets or the Pelicans. I mean, you count on one hand the number of times that again teams have been over 500 here in the in in, in the what 25 years that we've had basketball here here in New Orleans. Four years for the uh, for the Jazz, and then what almost 21 years now uh, for the for the Pel's. So, you know, look, the New Orleans sports fan has been spoiled by the Saints' success, but make no mistake, okay. The fan wants to be able to support NBA basketball. They want to fill up the Smoothie King Center. But, again, they're not going to do it if ownership and management is inept. Okay? This team, this season, this front office, this season, this ownership, this season, for the first time in a long time, got it right. And it shows on the court. And the sports fan in New Orleans has recognized that. Okay? Okay. There are more things to do in New Orleans on a weeknight or a weekend than mo- in most NBA cities. And then you're looking at a fan base that's been burned so much by bad ownership, a- amateurish front office, no buy-in from the players, superstars that trash our city looking for a, a big market. Okay, It's tainted the fan in-, in New Orleans when it comes to NBA basketball. But here comes Willie Green, a guy that once again played for the, for the New Orleans Hornets, uh, a guy has, in his first year as a tenure as a head coach, and he's changed the narrative here in North. He first of all, changing the culture within his own locker room, which was necessary. And we know this. And maybe for a long time in this town, nobody realized that until Sean Payton came to town. And the first thing he did was change the culture, got the buy-in. And first of all, from, again, his number one guy, Drew Brees. And we've seen that, that culture now passed on from generation to generation of Saints players. So then again, we're hoping that will be sustainable as Peyton goes off to his next team and, and, and Dennis Allen takes over as the new head coach. Nothing's promised. We'll see. But you're seeing it right now before our very eyes with Willie Green and what he's been able to do. This was a team that went through three coaches in three years. There was no buy-in with Alvin Gentry. There was, there was no buy-in, uh, again, with, with, with uh, uh, the, 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 the coach that followed him. Uh, And and, and now now you're in a situation with Van Gundy, pardon me. Uh, and And now you're in a situation where Willie Green in his rookie head coaching season has changed the culture. Look, Griffin, Trajan Langdon, again, after mistake, after mistake, after mistake over the last 18 months, they got it right. They got it right with the coach. They got it right with the draft this year. And they got it right with trading for quality players okay that are that are quality players not just on the floor but off the floor as well okay those that again that, that are that are willing to embrace this city not not crap all over us okay in in giving the love back to the city the city has fallen in love with this version of the pelicans and that's where we are right now so this was not, to, to those of us that have been watching this since the beginning of the season when it looked like the same old deal, 1-12, then 3-16, and, and we kept hearing Willie Green, we're going to learn from this. This is a building block. It's going to happen. We just have to keep going forward. Again, I've, I've got the right recipe for success. But we had heard that over and over again throughout the tenure of NBA basketball here in New Orleans. So why is Willie Green any different? But we slowly started to see it change. Slowly we started to see it change. And, of course, the addition of C.J. McCollum, Larry Nance, Tony Snell, and that big deal, which, again, um, you know, losing a Josh Hart, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, uh, Lozada, um, you know, that, that was tough. You know? Especially, again, Hart, and, and, and for me, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, I think still has a chance to be a pretty good player in this team, in, in this league, and I, we saw Lozada with, with, the, with the trailblazers, how he's done since he's gotten a chance to play. But it changed the narrative here in New Orleans when C.J. McCollum came in, and, of course, Larry Nance, but we had got healthy. You know, what happened last night in the Smoothie King Center is a precursor of things to come, sustainable winning, you know, and then as a byproduct of that, support from a, a starving fan base that all they ever wanted was a competitive product on the floor. Nobody wants to head out to the Smoothie King Center, spend a weekday, week, weeknight or a weekend, and, and, and see a team that could care less See a team that's not giving the effort. A team that again that doesn't embrace this the city. Uh, a, a team that again is in a lot of cases where the superstar is constantly in the in, in in the news is again they're going to their next destination. That gets old. You know we're we're a city that loves to be loved. You love us, we'll love us right back. And again, that is counter counterintuitive to again and counterproductive. to when you start talking about having the opportunity to be able to bring in the fan base and allow that fan base to be a fan base that that is willing to be able to stick out everything, you know, from the tough times to the good times. But there have been more tough times than good times, and that's been the issue. Beating the Spurs last night, 113-103, to it came with the big three. C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas combining for 81 points on 32 of 56 shooting, 23 rebounds, 15 assists. I mean, that's what a B does. And then, of course, each of them at certain points of the game picking up the team when they needed a spark. You know, we saw it early with Brandon Ingram. Then we saw C.J. McCollum coming in. Then Brandon Ingram got in foul trouble with some of these faux fouls. Again, the officiating, absolutely horrible last night. Okay, and then eventually, again, you see him kind of go silent. And then when they needed it most, when C.J. was struggling, uh, Jalen Chunas comes in, and he does his thing around the boards. Oh, by the way, you know, the, 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 the rookies. And then, oh, then, then of course, Brandon Ingram at the end of the game coming in and really sealing it for him. And then the rookies, Jones, Alvarado, even Murphy to an extent, but especially Jones and Alvarado again last night. Again, precocious. Not letting the moment be too big for them. And look, we see how many times you've seen deer in the headlights from rookies in there, and again in, in, in a postseason play. Didn't affect them at all last night. Not at all. Okay? And then just a total team effort. You know, the one thing that, that you knew in order for this team to win, especially again against a team that they were, lo- were bigger than, was what? Attacking the basket. And they did. Sharing the basketball. 25 assists last night. It's been a theme with this team. Giving up the good shot for the great shot. Maybe sometimes even overpassing. But, again, also looking for the score on the floor. But that score of feeling good enough and, and trustworthy enough that, again, he's willing to give it back up. We've seen it over and over again. It happened last night. And then the smothering defense, led by Herb Jones, who sets the tone on defense every single game. Rebounding the basketball. 53-34, to clip last night, totally out-rebounding. And, and, again, owning the boards against the Spurs. And then something that has been the Achilles heel of this franchise for the longest time, turnovers. Only 13 last night. Only 13 last night. Turnovers, again, have been the death nail for this franchise forever. Guys that just didn't take care of the basketball, low basketball IQ. You don't have that with this team right now. This is a basketball team with high basketball IQ. And then, look, on top of that, Greg Popovich, the dean of coaches in the NBA, the winningest coaches in the history of the NBA, with no answer for the Pelicans last night, had no answer. Even with those days to prepare, he had no answer for the Pels last night. Meanwhile, Green and his staff, they pushed all the right buttons all night long. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is what basketball is all about. This is what the fans in this city will appreciate. And they showed out last night not just in the SKC, but in bars around the city on television sets in folks' living room, they were into it, and they're into it now. All they want is an opportunity to be in a situation where, again, they can appreciate what's going on with their, with their team. And as I mentioned, they showed out. But now it's a tougher mountain to climb. It's not going to be easy getting to Phoenix, okay, to be able to get into the seven-game series against the number one seed. The Clippers on Friday night, a veteran team, okay? Unlike San Antonio, which is a young team, still on the, on the come, this is a veteran team. This has, team has star power, okay? It's been in big games. has won playoff games and playoff series. It's a little bit different than, again, what you dealt with last night. It's a team that, again, the last time the Pelicans saw them, they shot the lights out. Um, in that last meeting in L.A. And, and, of course, blew out the Pels. As the Pels were, again, still what? Basking in the glow of, again, beating the Lakers two nights earlier. And, and even the Pels talked about it. We weren't ready to play. You got to be ready to play on, on Friday night. There's no other way around it. And I don't want to hear we had to get on the plane today and go across two time zones. Excuses are for losers. And right now, there are no excuses. If you truly want to have the opportunity to get into the playoffs and get into a playoff series, which I, for this group, It's so needed and necessary to take the next step. Last night was fantastic. It's a hell of a lot tougher to to be able to win on the road in a playoff-type atmosphere. And and for this group to be able to get get that under their belt, to have a chance to get into a seven-game series, win or lose. Again, the, the experience is something they will take into next year, and the maturation process will speed up because of it. Now, again, this Pels team needs to be locked in doing the things that made them successful against the Spurs and also against the Clippers in the previous games that they played them this year. Now, look, the Clips were hurt in a lot of cases when the Pels uh, went up against them. Uh, they're going to be almost full string. Yeah, Kawhi's not playing tomorrow, but, again, pretty much everybody else is on the floor for them. So, look, you know, this is going to be a big one. 9 o'clock, Friday night, in Los Angeles, no time for excuses, time to beat a team that was expected to challenge for the Western Conference Championship and an NBA title. Paul George is back. He's playing lights out, and his teammates are all battle-tested veterans. So, again, that's what you're dealing with tomorrow. But if the Pels ought to make the playoffs, they will have to go through a team that is talented, and it's not going to take the Pels lightly tomorrow night. Meanwhile, back home here in New Orleans, beat L.A. is all that's on the mind of New Orleans right now after showing the world that we are a basketball town. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock tonight. I'm sorry, until quarter to 6 tonight because we've got um, uh, UNO Baseball. And, of course, tomorrow we're off. And, and of course, UNO Baseball as well. So, again, we'll lead you right into UNO Baseball tonight. Coming up in just a couple minutes, we'll shift gears to the New Orleans Saints for a few minutes. We'll talk to Mike Trippett of ESPN about what's going on with the Saints. And then we'll switch right back to the Pels at the top of the hour with Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports joining us in the program. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating, ACPromise.com. ACPromise.com. Doesn't matter if it's Easter weekend or not. Your AC goes down. If someone's on call. They can help you. 15 trucks in the field. 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. Nate-certified te- technicians. Only doing the work that's necessary. We'll never gouge you. Never cheat you. Only doing the work that's necessary. And yes, if you if you have not tuned up your system, your air conditioning system for the um, coming summer months. Call Burkhart now. Get an appointment with him. Let him come out, thoroughly clean that system for you. Get it up and running because, look, we know that you put a lot of stress, over 2,000 over 2, hours a year on that air conditioning system, again, here in, here in the deep south in New Orleans. So, again, make sure it's in working order so that when you don't get into, the, again, July and August when it's sweltering hot that the A.C. goes down on you. Burkhart can give you that preventive maintenance that's necessary. Uh, all you got to do is reach out to him, acpromise.com acpromised.com. acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, and, of course, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. All will be open throughout the Easter holiday. All are open on Easter Day as well. Uh, again, if you want to bring the family out for a fantastic meal, choose one of the Oceana Family of Restaurants. And now all are open late. Friends and family coming in from out of town. Maybe you're trying to get that late bite to eat. Oh, nothing's ever open late in New Orleans. Forget about it. Oceana Family of Restaurants are always open late. Get out there and enjoy a great meal, great, great content at one of the Oceana Family of Restaurants. All right, well, a few, mes- a few messages from our sponsors. We'll be right back with Mike Triplett of ESPN. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgaters Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 NASH ICON. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgaters Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 NASH ICON. This report is sponsored by eBay Motors.
2: Delays are steady if you're traveling on 10 eastbound from just past the Bonnet Carry Spillway to Power. And delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past the Legion Fields to the High Rise. 10 westbound delays are steady from Bonneville to before the airport. On the 610 10 on the westbound side, your delays are solid right at Canal Boulevard. Also look out for delays on the eastbound side, from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway, delays are steady from Stump Boulevard to the Claiborne Earhart exit. Also, look out for delays if you're traveling westbound along the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. And look out for an accident canal at South Hennessy. I'm at Robinson, broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center.
0: Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned
3: and serving over 60 years.
0: I'm a back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. This half hour brought to you by Bobby Bear's Cajun Canada Restaurant. Voted number one restaurant by Metairie and Metairie by TripAdvisor. Uh, yeah, if you love uh, uh, Cajun Creole food at its best, uh, you got to try it over at Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. But it's so much more. The menu has something for everyone on it. I can promise you that. An incredible beer selection. The, the mixologists are second to none at all the Oceana family of restaurants. So get yourself one of these amazing cocktails. And then if you're a sports fan, you're talking about, again, TVs everywhere. Over 30 televisions, again, from one end of the restaurant to the other, and even, again, TVs in the restroom, you'll never miss a play. Uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, again, when it comes to the memorabilia, second to none. Some memorabilia, again, one of a kind. Uh, again, it's a perfect combination of Louisiana sports, sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Uh, again, if you're uh, looking for a place to be able to catch your favorite sporting events, uh, maybe, again, the draft. Getting together with friends uh, with the draft, or, again, maybe having your next event, consider Bobby Bear Cajun Cannon restaurant open seven days a week for lunch and dinner they're open late 4101 veterans at Lake Villa they will be open uh, during the Easter holiday check them out online at Bobbybears.com Bobby Bears Cajun Cannon restaurant so good part of the Oceana family of restaurants all right Let's shift gears from the Pels and their big win last night, heading to to Los Angeles tomorrow night for a uh, big game against the Clippers for the right to be able to play the uh, Phoenix Suns in the best of seven in the first round of the NBA playoffs to your New Orleans Saints where – All's quiet on the airline drive front right now as they're preparing for the draft. But it doesn't stop, again, the um, rumor mill from churning out, again, one rumor after another on where the Saints are going to do with their 16th and 19th pick in the draft. To break it down for us, one of the best we have, Mike Trippett of ESPN is our guest. Mike, how are you?
1: Doing great. Thanks for having me, Eric.
0: Always good to have you. Mike, first of all, are you buying into the narrative that the Saints make package uh, 16 and 19, and move up to the top five to get one of these young quarterbacks?
1: I mean, I, can, I can't rule it out because quarterback is going to be this team's number one priority until they have a long-term solution in place. So I can't rule it out, but the you know tea leaves I've been able to gather, which are always tough around draft time, that's not my number one expectation. I mean, obviously when you see them make a trade like they made, um, you have to consider that a possibility, that getting two first-round picks is step one, and step two is packaging them together and moving up. But, you know, I mean, you'd have to say the moves they've made so far have been subterfuge if they know they wanted to do that, signing both Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton, um, you know, one of the better, if not the best, uh, backup quarterbacks you can you can get in the league uh, in Andy Dalton. Um, if they knew that they were days away from making this big move and going up, that that would surprise me a little bit, but we've seen things like that before. So I can't rule anything out. I don't think it's definitely not automatically what everyone should assume. My first thought was, oh, here's here's a way for them to add to a team that they've told us over and over again in their actions have shown us they think is going to make the playoffs this year, but they've tried – to curtail their spending and show a lot of restraint with how much they're spending in free agency. Here's a way to add two talented players without spending much. That was my first thought. But all those options are on the table. There are
0: some that believe that again, that if they stay pat at 16 and 19, they may wear, may see if one of those quarterbacks drop to them. Look, I'm in the camp that says offensive tackle, wide receiver. The strength of this draft right now looks like, and the depth of the draft looks like, again, the big men, edge rushers, offensive tackle, and, again, just a plethora of wide receivers that you may be able to get in even on the second and third day. But, again, the top wide receivers are going to go in that first round, and there should be at least one or two available at either 16 or 19. And that solves a lot of issues when you start talking about, you know, again, um, Making sure that you're you're getting so someone to groom for 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 uh, Toronto Armstead uh, again his departure and then look James Winston needs weapons and and there there are wide receivers of every ilk in this receive, in this receiving core that's coming out uh, that again if, depending on what flavor you want you you got a chance to be able to pick it.
1: Yeah, I'm in the wide receiver offensive tackle camp right there along with you. We can set our chairs next to each other. Uh, by the fire at night, but, um, I, you know, the, the one thing I will say is I, I think that makes a lot of sense for a couple of reasons. Those are two of the biggest needs, probably along with safety for the team, but also there there is a, a plethora of players in that range that should be available. There could be multiple receivers that they wouldn't have to reach for at 16 or 19. Mm-hmm. There could be multiple offensive tackles that they wouldn't have to reach for at 16 or 19. But I do not think the Saints will go into the draft and say, we're taking a tackle and a receiver. It doesn't work that way. They're going to have a board, and they're going to have their top 15 players ranked on their board, and maybe four of them will be receivers, and maybe three of them will be tackles. But they will not be only wide receivers and offensive tackles. So if the draft shakes out differently, or if they love you know, a defensive lineman who, uh, who they had graded as the eighth best player in the entire draft, and he's there at 16. They'll make those picks too. They always treat the draft as long-term and not just filling the most immediate holes.
0: With that said, again, some more receivers coming off the board today. Sammy Watkins uh, is signed. Uh, Also, again, um, I'm trying to think of the other other player that signed today. Uh, But um, uh, it looks like, again, when you start looking at the wide receivers, Yes, all right, A.J. Green, thank you. Um, looks like, that. you know, again, it's getting a little bit more of a slim pickings now when you start talking about veteran-wide receivers. Looks like the Saints are, gonna, are going to at least, you know, hold serve right now until maybe after the draft before they maybe revisit some veteran-wide receivers. What do you think that, that will happen in terms of possible veterans uh, post-draft uh, for this team is, is do you think that's something still in the cards or, do you think that again they're still in that cost saving, mo- uh, mode where again, uh, they may try to be able to deal with the draft and then not a go after again, right. uh, possible free agent to plug some holes.
1: Well, I think they should be interested in that market. Um, it, it's less of a must. If you draft a guy with the 16th pick, If you draft a guy with the 16th pick, you're expecting him to contribute right away. Um, if you don't do that, then, then I don't care how much Jarvis Landry is asking for. You better pay it. Uh, if, if the, but I think they could also do both. I mean, uh, I think it would solve a lot of problems if you, uh, if you draft someone in the first round and then add maybe someone like Julio Jones or T.Y. Hilton doesn't cost quite as much since they're not in their prime anymore, but they're an experienced veteran receiver who will, you know, win healthy. Uh, you know, will will lend a lot to that group. I, I don't think it would hurt to do both. I I, I don't think you can do it, invest enough at that position right now if you're the Saints.
0: See, I'm, I'm with you, and, and and that's the way I feel about it as well. I still think you could go into this draft, maybe in the first round, and get a receiver. Maybe you do it on the on, on in again, and maybe you know the third round, uh, and maybe grab another one. But I still think you need another veteran receiver on on, on this team. Uh, and then on, on, to me, the safety position is where I really think they need a veteran presence. The 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 safety position, as you know, is not as deep in the draft as maybe some of the other positions we've spoken about, but at the same time. They've always gone with the experience with safety on the back end, you know, to make sure they're getting guys uh, that that are lined up correctly, understand what's happening with, you know, the extension of, of the defensive coordinator, et cetera. And I would be interested to see, again, if that's the direction they're going to go a- after the draft and maybe sign one of those um, one, yeah. one of those safeties. And, again, everybody wants the honey badger here who seems like a pretty good fit.
1: No, I, and, and, I mean, when you think about sort of some waning fan interest since – it's been a little bit of a lackluster, uh, uh off season in, in who they've actually it's been lackluster in terms of who they've actually signed, not 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 in terms of who they've been rumored or chasing, but um then yeah, either Jarvis Landry or Honey Badger uh would uh would really inject a much needed player into this team and some much much needed enthusiasm into this team. Um, safety is a little harder to say that mm-hmm you know, a, 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 a draft pick would immediately contribute. Probably if they do it at 16, 19, or 49, um, you could you could find a starter. But, yeah, I mean, you know, they did add Marcus May. They do have C.J. Gardner-Johnson. They do have P.J. Williams. They have experienced corners, um, and they're deep at corners since they kept Bradley Roby. Uh, so, I, you know, I don't think it's it's a desperation must, but you would absolutely, there's room to upgrade there.
0: If they don't go in that direction, if they, again, they can't get the safety in the draft that they like, if they they ultimately, again, stay out of the free agent market, is May a guy you think that can play the free?
1: Yeah, I, I think that he could play either one of those spots. He has played both spots, and I actually wouldn't be surprised at all if, if their vision is strong safety for him, even though he got signed on the day that they lost Marcus Williams. Um, you know, he could actually be the guy replacing Malcolm Jenkins. But he has also played free safety, so uh, and 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 we could see a little bit, you know, w- with Marcus Williams being such a tried and true free safety, we saw a little more obvious distinction between the two positions in the past. But you know they could end up with two safeties who both do a little of both and, and split the field in half too. So um, I think I think May is experienced enough to to kind of keep them flexible there
0: you know mike they're saying all the right things about james hurst and look james hurst has been a really good player for them filling in multiple positions when they've needed him um but I, I still think that with the loss of Armstead, they're they're going to go after that offensive tackle. We it would have been nice to see Landon Young play last year instead of breaking that foot in his first game. To see again ultimately if he could play the right tackle position. Uh, a lot of people have have, have speculated that they'll move Ramshack to the left side. Maybe keep uh, uh Hurst at the left side. Uh, what do you think they're going to do there? Uh, I mean, are they looking for that first day starter at 16 or 19? Or or are they gonna Are they willing to go with the veteran and, and leave things as they are with maybe Hurst? on the left side and Ramshack on the right.
1: Hurst is kind of exactly what you want going into a draft. Um if uh you know, if they have a high enough grade on Charles Cross or Trevor Penning um and and they draft that guy at 16, then there you go. He can come in and be their starting left tackle or compete for that starting left tackle job. Uh but they don't have to force it. They don't have to uh, draft their, you know, 35th ranked player on the board at 19 because they're desperate to get a tackle. They do trust James Hurst in that role if if the draft board doesn't line up. And they don't, I don't think as much as I would say, if they don't draft a receiver, I would say they better sign one in free agency. If they don't draft a receiver, I don't think they necessarily, or a left tackle, I don't think they necessarily have to sign a veteran left tackle in free agency. But, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it would be perfect if the draft grades line up. That's, that's, that's a position of need, but it's not one that they have to reach for if the draft grades don't line up. And and as for Ramchek, I think he's staying put at right tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, right tackle has become just as important as left tackle in the NFL, yes. despite the blindside concept. Um, it, I, I think you could make an argument that Ryan Ramchek actually faces tougher competition. They've moved so many of the best edge rushers in the league over to that. Um, the side that faces the right tackle. And, and you know, I, I see no reason to mess, uh, mess with a good thing on that side and then leave yeah. a couple of question marks.
0: Mike Triplett of ESPN with us for a few more minutes. Mike, um, do, do you think the tight end position is now solved with Taysom Hill moving into the left tight end? You know, I, I'm I'm of the opinion that, and look, I may be out on an island here. Adam Troutman is going to take the next step this year. You know, yeah. you went through two years with no OTAs, in, at a time when again he's trying to learn, he's coming from a small school, uh, and and I, again uh, he played pretty well in his first year, really not, not so well in the second. I think you have a breakout year. I, I don't know if there's an urgency to go get that tight end. In, in the draft of free agency. Where do you stand?
1: Well, I like their depth. I I, I think it's exactly what we just said with James Hurst. Yeah, I think that's the kind of talent they have at tight end as well. I like the depth. You don't need just a warm body because you've got Nick Bennett, You've got Jawan Johnson. You've got Adam Troutman. I agree. I expect his best year coming this year. You've got Taysom Hill who can do a lot of things. Uh, but if there was room to upgrade, and I don't see that happening in the draft necessarily, but, you know, if they – you know, there were a lot of great pass catching tight ends available in free agency earlier. There's not that many left, but I think there's room to get a better pass catcher at that position than that collection of guys. But I-, I think they've got four, and and then they obviously added the one who plays special teams uh, um, from the Bears, J.P. Holtz. Um, you know, so th- they they've got enough tight ends that I think are going to make the 53 man roster that they don't just need a body.
0: With Kamara's off-the-field off the issues and, of course, the overusage of Kamara we've seen over the last couple of years, how big of a need is the running back for you? Because I think it is a need and a big need, whether you're going to do it in the draft where you come up with a young player that may you know, in the middle rounds and come in and play for you, or, again, maybe you're looking at what's left in free agency. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, it's another, it's another w- it would be nice, but I don't necessarily see it as a must Um, I think it would be nice to draft a running back uh, who could develop, uh, who could be what you uh, thought Tony Jones was going to be and maybe be an upgrade over him, even though he's still in the mix. Um, Mark Ingram, this could be the last year for him in New Orleans. It's the last year of his contract anyway. But I I wouldn't do it just because I think Alvin Kamara is going to miss a handful of games. I mean, there are just a plethora, I mean you feel bad for the running mm-hmm. backs in this league, there are a plethora of good sure. running backs out there who could give you a good month, it's a position unfortunately, like I keep saying, you know last year they had Devontae Freeman and Latavius Murray in camp with them and those guys were out looking for work in September and unfortunately yes. a lot of guys of that ilk so if if you need a, a month long fill in I think that's one of the easier things to find on the street actually during a season but yeah, if you want someone to develop and be ready to be the number two next year. Maybe be even more than that. You could draft one as early as round one. Frankly, um, mm-hmm. uh, because that that would not go to waste.
0: Um, and a lot of people want to see Quan Alexander back. I'd like to see him too. Just the energy he brings yeah. to the team. Uh, him him in combo with to Mario Davis. Look, Pete Warner's played played well in spots last year. I know. Again, they like obviously Cade Nellis. They they got a, a vision for Zach Bond, but. To me, I'd like to be able to see him come back. How critical do you think they feel a guy like Quan Alexander would be for this season?
1: Well, if critical was if critical was the right word, I think it would have been done by now. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's one, that's one that unless he's asking for more money than they're willing to pay, unless they're waiting to see what happens with the draft, if that opens up his market more, uh, that's one that I, I would expect to see happen. He's been such a good fit in this defense. Uh, as they rotate around with him and Pete Werner. Now, look, Werner. If if they don't re-sign him, you know, Werner and Davis on the field full time. I don't think it's a bad thing either. But they can find room for Quan Alexander. He's been a really good fit in, in New Orleans. I think.
0: Mike, you've been around this team, uh, you know, again uh, since the Peyton era, and 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 now again the the the, the, the uh chapters closed on Sean Payton. Um, Talk about the the draft room and, and just his presence in the past, and and how that changes now with Mickey Loomis back in charge, uh, totally in charge of, of the draft along with Jeff Ireland, uh, not having again the presence of, of of Peyton in there, kind of saying what he wants. Um, how do you think that changes? How do you think the mechanics in that changes? Uh, the emotion in the room, just uh, it's gonna be it's got to be different without Sean Peyton there.
1: I would agree with that, and and Sean Payton obviously ha- is is one of the ones that has been the reason why they trade up every other year in round one. And you know, there's famous stories right. that they'd be a little impulsive in the draft room. Uh, they they felt really good about Ryan Ramcheck on their board, and were a little surprised when Sean Payton was on the phone with Ruben Foster as that pick was approaching. Uh, but uh, in all those years, I've never heard of of one person overruling everyone else with a strong disagreement from the others. You know, I, I, I don't think, I don't think, you know, Sean Payton always got final say and now Mickey Lewis will get final say. I think it was important for them to reach a consensus. I think they generally did. And I think that'll continue to be the way. And I think Jeff Ireland's voice is very strong in that process. Um, um, But I think it's, it's one of those deals where I you know, I've heard a lot of behind the scenes stories. And I haven't heard too many of of mm-hmm. two guys just basically arm wrestling as the clock is going down and, and, and vehemently disagreeing with each other. I think I think they really like to uh concur, even if it's one person convincing someone else to, to agree. But they also put their draft board in place so that the magnets can tell the story before that happens sometimes yep. and it doesn't come down to impulse.
0: And they are one of those teams that stay with their board no matter what every other board is saying, right?
1: Typically. I mean, um, you know, I mean, the all-time what-if uh, would have been, what, what would have happened if Marshawn Lattimore and Patrick Mahomes were both yes. there? Uh, I believe they had Marshawn Lattimore ranked like third and Pat Mahomes ranked like fourth. And and mm-hmm. even when I've talked to people in private moments, they, they never fully decided what they would have done because... Because they never had to. I mean, they, they kept saying in the room that night, as long as both are there, we'll stay put. And as soon as one is mm-hmm. gone, we'll trade up for the other one. And, and, and then, uh, you know, Mahomes went ten. Uh, so I always would have wanted to know there. But, you know, they did have Lattimore higher on their board. And, and that, because they trusted that part of their board, that stopped them from impulsively saying, oh, shoot, let's go up and get Mahomes, you know?
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Mike, as, as a quick recap, needs for this team going into the draft in two weeks.
1: Uh, wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. Otherwise, they're going to have me picketing outside with uh, a <laughs> poster board. Um, right. The only way they could appease me and all the other LSU fans is uh, signing Jarvis Landry, you know, that right. night, around round one of the draft passes. Uh, so so getting that number two wide receiver. Uh, everything else is, is a want, and I would rank uh, left tackle next. I would rank safety next. I would... Rank anywhere on the defensive line, probably next after that. But wide receiver is the only one that has a circle and an underline and, and red and italics and an exclamation point for me.
0: <laughs> how about them pels, huh?
1: Oh man, it's very exciting. I hope they can yes, keep it up is. And, and get a full series. That'd be awesome. Yeah,
0: that really would be. Mike, always a pleasure, man. Really appreciate your time. Happy Easter to you and your family. Tell the folks Thank about ESPN. Again. What you got coming up for us? How folks can follow you on social media.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm sure people are tuning in like crazy because uh, we've got all 32 teams covered with reporters just like me, but also just stacked draft coverage, you know, Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, Jordan Reed, Matt Miller, mm-hmm. Matt Bowen. Um, yes. Uh, you're not going to find it covered better anywhere. Uh and and it's a good reminder, if you want to know what another team is thinking or what another team's doing, if, if you like my opinions on the Saints and think I know what I'm talking about with the Saints, go to ESPN yes, and go sir. to the Eagles page. See, you know, the, the Eagles reporter knows the, the Eagles better than anyone else. You uh, can make your own home mock draft a little smarter.
0: <laughs> there you go. Uh, at Mike Trippett on, on Twitter. And, Mike, as always, man, thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Eric. You got it, Mike Trip at ESPN, uh, doing a great job as always. I mean, and kind of, I'm, I would have to say pretty close to the dean, along with um, Jeff Duncan of uh, of reporters that have that have been out on airline drive covering the Saints. Of course, Jeff's more of a of a columnist now, but uh, Mike's been doing it a long time. All right, Doug, don't forget about my friends over at Southern Tire Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Uh, again, if you're looking for a set of tires for your vehicle. Uh, man, look, at least make you, make a stop over at Southern Tire because they got the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none, and something will fit everyone's budget. That's the key. They're not going to oversell you a tire, something you can't afford. Uh, again, the quality is there, and the quantity is there, and the price is there as well. And then when it comes to your vehicle, again, making sure it stays on the road, especially if you're out of warranty with the dealership. Man, get it over to Southern Tire. Let them put it on that on that diagnostic whip, the same diagnostic whip they got at the dealership. ASC certified technician, same as the dealership. And, of course, you've got the Piazza standing behind their work. Piazza, son, Tony Piazza and his, his son, Tony Jr., his wife and his daughter, all working over at the Southern Tire. And, of course, been around since 1972. means something when a family-owned and operated business can stay around that long. It means they're taking care of their customers. So, again, whether it's wheels and tires up to 30 inches, looking for financing, whether, again, it's your vehicle that needs repair, Bring it on over to Southern Tire. Hicken Airline and Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. And, of course, 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com and check out all the services they provide for their customers. Southern Tire, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's New Orleans Cookery, and, of course, Bobby Bear's Cajun Canada Restaurant. We'll be right back. Hey, all right, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your signs just say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So, what you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you could put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a. All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe opened 24 7 at the intersection of Causeway and I 10 in Metro. doesn't matter if it's a holiday weekend or not, Burkhardt will be working. If your AC stops working, make sure you give Burkhardt a call. They'll be there with for you. Nate-certified technicians, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call. before they come to your home, it's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, and, of course, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant and the Hideout Bar. All are open late. All are open throughout the Easter holiday. Get out there and enjoy a meal and a cocktail over the Oceana family of restaurants. Thanks to Mike Triplett for joining us. Fletcher Maco joins us in hour number two. I'm Eric Asher. Stick around. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in town. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were close, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You got to get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you're unbelievable. You know, you got to admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? Uh, I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe and the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. I'm Number two of Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until six, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, four to six, right here on 106.1 FM on your radio dial iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, digital platforms that are absolutely free downloads for your smartphone or tablet. Check out the program live there or, again, check out the podcast. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base, but on your favorite podcasting platform. And, of course, on the World Wide Web at Nash FM 106.1 and uh, ericasher.com. Uh, don't forget about our social media platforms where you can find the award winning Inside New Orleans Sports Tonight. Uh, at Eric underscore Astro on Twitter, Eric Astro on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Uh, the uh, Inside New Orleans. Um Sports will be on the WLETV YouTube page as well as ericasher.com. And, of course, you can check us out tonight at 6 o'clock on LAE, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, Friday night 9 o'clock on Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, 5 p.m. Saturday afternoon on Pelican Sports Television. Ken Trahan of Crested Sports.com, all access, and the three tailgaters right here on 106.1 FM uh, is my guest. Today's program brought to you by the Louisiana Family of Restaurants, of course, we've got uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Canada Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, and of course the mothership, with the one again that started it all. It's uh, Oceana Grill, uh, Bourbon and Conti in the French Quarter for the top ten U.S. restaurant for everyday dining uh, by TripAdvisor. They're open seven days a week and they're open late. Love breakfast, absolutely adore breakfast. I mean, you just can't get enough of a great breakfast. Get on over to Oceana for New Orleans' best breakfast. Again, something for everyone on the menu, but the breakfast is absolutely spectacular. Uh, you can enjoy Cajun Creole cuisines for lunch and for dinner. The breakfast starts at 8 a.m., goes all the way to 1 p.m. Lunch starts at 10 a.m., goes to 4 p.m. And, of course, dinner service from 4 p.m. until 1 a.m. until the party stops. Uh, fantastic cocktails from some of New Orleans' greatest mixologists. Dining authentic authentic French Quarter Courtyard. Uh, it's beautiful by day, spectacular by night, which is also dog-friendly, by the way. And then, of course, 5 private rooms. That's right, five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests uh, for dining or your next event. Uh, Oceana's family friendly, but again, a great way to replace, you know, for date night, maybe again, trying to close that business deal. Uh, again, to find out more, go to Oceanagrill.com. I don't want to hear you can't get a late meal in New Orleans because you can get one at the Oceana family of restaurants, including Oceana Grill, open till 1 a.m. daily. That's oceana Grill, uh, part of the oceana family of restaurants get out there and enjoy a great meal uh, by the way I just wanted to mention uh, don't forget about the uh, the jazz fest man I mean uh, I was just uh, looking uh, in the um, uh, checking out some things in in the uh, in the break and uh, it, again the jazz fest pops up and look it's gonna be a great one this year um, Friday, uh, the 29th of, of April through May 8th, uh, Sunday, May 8th, and the lineup is second to none. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Stevie Nicks, Luke Combs, Willie Nelson, Jim, Jimmy Buffett, The Who, Erica Badu, uh, Lionel Richie, Ludacris, Nora Jones, uh, Randy Newman, Laura Daigle, uh, Lauren Daigle, pardon me, The Revivalist, Charlie Wilson back in the house uh trombone shorty billy strings the black crows nelly i'm telling you look i mean musical taste i mean it's eclectic for it's something for everyone cool in the gang how about the meters homegrown jose feliciano galactic homegrown uh elvis costello boss gags buddy guy dumps the funk in the house uh cyril neville the soul rebels kermit ruffins buster rhymes uh nicholas payton irma thomas doing it again can't miss irma on on a, um on a Jazz Fest weekend. Hot hot 8 Brass Band, CeeLo Green, Big Frida, Terrence Blanchard. That's just part of, of the lineup that includes Ricky Lee Jones and Ziggy Marley, Samantha Fish. Something for everyone when it comes to your musical taste at Jazz Fest. And then when you love taste, how about the food? Absolutely fantastic. The arts and crafts can make a day of just going through the arts and crafts. But then just again, meeting up with old friends or Jazz Fest friends once a year uh, out at the fairgrounds. Get your tickets now. They're available for this year's edition of the New Orleans Jazz Heritage Festival, Friday, April 29th through May 8th. Uh, And, of course, uh, I can't wait. You know, I'm a Jazz Fester. Love it. It's so an annual, annual pilgrimage for me, and uh, once again, uh, just fantastic. And look, it's been, what, been two years since we've had a chance to do this. What, in what, two weeks, we've got French Quarter Fest coming up. I mean, man, the city is back. If we could just get the violent crime under control in our city, I mean, that's the only thing that's really holding us back, uh, just the killings and the violence and the shootings, the carjackings. Uh, but, I mean, from a hospitality point of view, uh, I mean, some restaurants and bars still struggling to be able to get full capacity in terms of their workforce, uh, but I mean, we can put on a party. And, uh, we're, you know, and a lot of folks, after two years of uh, taking away a lot of the things that, again, that means so much to us with our culture, uh, it's coming back now. So uh, I'm excited about it. I hope you're excited about it as a New Orleanian. And I know a lot of people around this world are excited to be able to come back to New Orleans. And look, the first kind of... Um, Eye-opening thing for us was again for for Mardi Gras we proved we can do it as we knew we would right I mean there was no we knew we were going to be able to handle it but then that the Final Four coming in just a couple of weeks ago and that international audience that again saw the sights and sounds in New Orleans that you know again that you can't pay for that type of um, uh, you can't pay for that that, that type of publicity. Uh, and, uh, of course, here we go now with, again, the spring, whether it's, again, your favorite festival at your, in your home parish, uh, your home school, again, or again, the big festivals that we're going to be seeing one after the other uh, throughout the, the spring months and then in, into the summertime as well. New Orleans is back, and it's good to be back again uh, and enjoying what we do so well, which is, again, hospitality. And, of course, enjoying it ourselves, right? Absolutely. No doubt about it. All right. Um, let, let's let's uh, let's let's uh, let me see. Um, tell you what, let's take a quick break here. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until uh, quarter to six today because we've got UNO Baseball coming up. And then again, I want to remind you again that we've got a um, we've got uh, a uh, tomorrow we are preempted, but yet uh, it's also a good Friday. So uh, it'll be also again about quarter to five, quarter to six, and they'll go to UNO Baseball again tomorrow. Remember, a lot of the College baseball teams are trying to be able to get their series in before Easter Sunday, weather permitting. So, again, the next two days we'll have UNO baseball starting 545 um, pregame, 6 o'clock game, uh, right here on 106.1. So let's take a quick break. want to reset here, and, and then we'll be right back. Uh, so stick around, New Orleans.
1: Inside New Orleans.
0: If it's New Orleans sports, culture, food, Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. We taste it four on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Allstate. Are you a safe driver? Are you looking to save money? With DriveWise from Allstate, the safer you drive, the more you can save. At Allstate, better protection costs a whole lot less. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today.
2: Delays are steady if you're traveling on 10 eastbound from just past the Bonnet Carry Spillway to Power. And delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past the Legion Fields to the High Rise. 10 westbound delays are steady from Bountable to before the airport. On the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are solid right at Canal Boulevard. Also look out for delays on the eastbound side. From Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway, delays are steady from Stump Boulevard to the Claiborne Earhart exit. Also, look out for delays if you're traveling westbound along the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. And look out for an accident canal at South Hennessy. I'm at Robinson, broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center.
0: Are you ready for the stifling New Orleans heat this year? Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to getting my A.C. ready each and every year, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Eating. With 30 years in the business, they really know what they're doing, and they can work on any A.C. system on the market. Burkhardt gets your system running right. They can find and fix the problems before you really need that A.C. this year. Schedule your tune-up now with Burkhardt at acpromise.com. acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. As a dentist, I know what my patients are saying.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: She says her gums are irritated.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Is there anything you can do? You can try New Crest Advanced Gum Restore. It detoxifies below the gum line to restore your gums back to health in just seven days. Don't forget, in the market for a generator, burkhart has got you covered with single-day install. They have generators in their warehouse now in Mandeville. So, again, there was a, a backlog of generators. Those have come through now. So, again, sit down with a dual consultation. Find out what you're looking for in terms of a generator for your home or your business. They'll do a single-day install for you. You can finance that over time. You'll never lose electricity. And, of course, you get that new install quality check after one month. And then the emergency service, second and on, 24-7, 365 emergency service. They're warehouse fully stocked with all the parts you need to get for your generator. As soon as it's safe for them to come out and get the generator up and running, they are there for you. So when it comes to generating sales and service, think Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. We had originally scheduled Mr. Fletcher Mackle for our program this afternoon, but we are, are, are very pleased to uh, have a great stand-in for him. Sharif Ishak of Channel 6 Sports, New Orleans' own, joins us on the program. Sharif, how are you, my man? I'm good. How are you, Eric? Doing great. Thank you so much for stepping in. I certainly appreciate it.
4: Oh no problem, no problem. Flushers uh, taking care of a bunch of award stuff for the TV station and isn't uh, in some impo- important meetings. So he's been in there for a while. He well, went, I appreciate make, you st- wanted to make sure you had somebody.
0: Well, I'm, I'm glad. To, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to have you, my man. As, as always, before we get started, uh, uh, Sharif. Um, last night, I mean, look, you've been around a long time, and, and you've seen NBA basketball in this city. And, and, you know, my son was at the game last night. He comes home and he tells me, Dad, it's the loudest I've ever heard the Smoothie King Center in, in, in my life. And, you know, he started going to you know, you know, the games that we have you know went through and I went through and everything else. Um, compare and contrast the Smoothie King Center last night to maybe the years when Mashburn was here, uh, CP3 West and, 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 and uh, Tyson Chandler to maybe, again, Anthony Davis and, and Drew Holiday dur- during that, that playoff run. Can you compare that for us?
4: I think that 2008 run was really special when they got to the conference semifinals against the San Antonio Spurs and almost won that series and went to the uh, conference finals. Um, I think that's probably pretty much where I would compare it to. Four years ago against the Blazers and Warriors, I, I thought it was really loud, too. But I, I would think last night was pretty close to the 2008 run in terms of just decibels. Uh, it was loud. I mean, I was thinking to myself, like, man, I didn't know how loud it was until C.J. McCollum went on that tear in the second quarter.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: I was just sitting there, and like just every single seat was filled. Everyone was wearing their red shirt, and they were just screaming and yelling I was and banging on things. I was like, good God, this is the loudest I've heard it in in, in 14 years. I was like, this is a this is great atmosphere. This is great basketball, and this is kind of exactly what the Pelicans imagined and envisioned whenever they put this team together.
0: And of course... Oh, you know, look. This team, this this city's been starved for sustainable winning when it comes to the basketball team. Been spoiled by the Saints in a lot of cases, right? But you know, just again the hiccup after hiccup with the basketball team, the, the not getting the buy-in from the superstar, always looking for the for for the, for the next uh, you know big, uh, big market to go to, and then the narrative that we've been having to deal with, which again just makes just really just pisses people off in this city uh, about again this is not a basketball town, and we don't deserve a team, and the team needs to go to Seattle and all this stuff that we've been dealing with, Uh, on top of, again, will Zion stay, will Zion not stay, I think it's a relief for fans now to be able to go out there, watch a game, and see, again, a quality team on the floor that, again, that embraces the city as much as, again, it's embracing the culture that was developed over here uh, by by Willie Green. What are your thoughts?
4: I thought, you know, the Pelicans down the stretch probably silenced those critics who, Thought this wasn't a basketball town because you started to see Willie Green and C.J. McCollum really make a difference whenever you know they brought him in via the trade, and I think that really silenced the, the critics who thought, hey, maybe this team doesn't deserve, you know, deserve something better. They deserve a, a city that's going to support them, and it's it's the case in every city. If you're not winning, people aren't going to show up. You win, people show up. It's as simple as that. The players know it. The coaches know it. They're not going to sugarcoat it. They're not going to. Say, hey! If we're losing and we're one of the worst teams in the NBA, you should show up eighteen thousand strong every game. You know it takes a winner. That's just that's just the natural state of sports. You got to win, yep. and I think that's going to keep everyone quiet now. And this is going to be a, an upward trend, and this is going to be a basketball city. Now, I can't guarantee you it's going to be on equal footing of the Saints because that you know sure. that took many years. You know th- it takes more than one play and win and you know, a good month of basketball. It's going, to take, it's going to take some years to have consistent, you know, sellouts and have the fans packed in there night in and night out. It's, just a long, it's a long season, 41 home games. It's tough, but yep. you're going to start seeing bigger crowds as the seasons go
0: along. Well, and especially in a town like this, right, where every single night in this city there's something to do. I mean, again, you. I mean, it's on par with some of the again, some of the more international cities in in, in, in in the in the world, and here in this country, where again, this is a city where on any given night there's something to be able to do. Where maybe in some of these towns you don't have that. Uh, so again, you're 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 fighting for that for that dollar. Uh, that entertainment dollar in a lot of cases. And if you're putting a good product on the floor, I, I say there's enough NBA fans here in the city. Uh, again, they'll fill the Smoothie King Center, and you'll still have the overflow w- within the bars. But the problem is, again, it's just, it's been ownership that has been inept. Uh, again, uh, uh, maybe in a lot of cases, a front office that, that again, wasn't up to the task. And and then, uh, and then when you had the superstar, it always seemed like that superstar was looking to get out. This is a different vibe now, man, than what we're seeing. Uh, it really, kind of at any, at any time in New Orleans, with maybe the exception of maybe when it was West Chandler and and, and Paul before George Shin let Chandler out the door, uh, you felt like the, again you had a team that was on the rise and could do some sustained winning. This looks like the nucleus of a team that could do some sustained winning. Your thoughts?
4: Yeah, uh, you got two superstars and Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum. You got a I think a very crucial. You can. I think you can almost call. Jonas Valanciunas, not a star, but he he's something special. He, he's, he's
0: right under that level. He's, he's right he's, under
4: uh, that level. You know, right. you have those three pieces, and imagine you get Zion and you buy. He buys in. That's three mm-hmm. stars, and that piece. You got depth for days. You got young, hungry rookies, and Herb Jones, Jose Alvarado, Trey Murphy. Right? You have a good nucleus. You have the bench depth. Remember, this team struggled to find depth over the last, you know, sure. five years before the season. To have all that in place with an amazing leader in Willie Green, and he knows what it's like to, you know, be involved in a you know winning culture and build a program like the Phoenix Suns with Monty Williams. So that's something he probably learned from Monty in his couple years there in Phoenix how to build and sustain and keep everyone engaged and keep everyone happy loving the city loving each other that's mm-hmm. all you hear about these guys like you just see them at practice you see them on twitter you just see how much they vibe you just see how much they hang out they're speaking a lot they're playing going to movies dinners uh having like fun nights together i mean you didn't see that in years past that's exactly how you build Winners, you've got to make sure yes. you get along off the court as well. And they have that nucleus, Eric. Man, I mean, you get Z back, well, it could be scary for so many years. You got to get in the buy in and get, get healthy and, and get out there on the court and stay healthy. And uh, oh, it could be it could be as scary as the Memphis Grizzlies, or even scarier yeah. if you have those guys all on the court healthy and playing together.
0: And, and, and Sharif Ishak is with us from Channel Six Sports. Sharif, I'll, I'll say this. I think this franchise now is beyond the one player also. You know, again, for so many years it was Chris Paul or it was, you know, Baron Davis or it was Mashburn or it was, um, you know, it was uh, it was Anthony Davis, and you had to hold on to that guy because he was the lone superstar. This is a team now, and again, with as you mentioned, with Ingram and, and also uh, C.J. McCollum, who are, who are two all-stars in, in this league, that if, if there was a situation where Zion didn't want to buy in, if he wanted to move on, you know, this is not the end-all, be-all. You're adding, then at that point, you're adding more to what you already have in terms of draft picks or players that you would get for him. Uh, But on the flip side, if he does buy in and if he does expand his game, man, the sky's the limit for this franchise in a very, very short period of time.
4: Correct. I mean, I think you would want him to buy in because if he's looking at what's going on right now in this last month as he sat and watched from the bench, He's got to think. Where am I going to find it better? Honestly, where is he going to find it better that a team's going to, you know, give away their assets to send to the city of New Orleans and the Pelicans, and he can play on that team and have, you know, the same type of stars on his next team? Probably, probably not going to find that team. He's just might as well settle in, buy in, sign that long-term extension, and get ready to be a Pelican for the next three or four years. And try to compete for a championship mm-hmm. because that's the tra- that's the you know the trajectory for this team with CJ McCollum that they are trying to win a championship. I, I love Will Guillory's article about how CJ McCollum pretty much said, "I uh, I want to change the outlook of basketball in New Orleans, and when I leave, that's what I want people to think of. This is a basketball city, and we want to be champions. That I, I- that's the type of guy you want." It doesn't time. sound like lip
0: service to. either. I mean, we've heard other no, players no. say that, but this doesn't sound like lip service.
4: No, and he says after the season's over, he wants to sit down with Zion Williamson and get to know him and see what you know, pick his brain and see what's going on. And he wants to do that with everyone. That's what you call a leader. It is yep. not lip service. This guy is a he. He wants to be New Orleans. You know, if you ever follow him on Twitter, he exchanges text messages. I mean, tweets with yep. the fans. You know that's sure. what you want. You want to be ingrained into the city. You want to you want to make the fans happy. You want them to feel a part of the team and they want you to be a part of the city and he's doing exactly that and it's genuine. He's a really nice guy who is really trying to bring a championship to this city.
0: In- incredible storylines this year when you talk about Willie Green coming in as a rookie head coach in a very, very short time, changing the culture and getting the buy-in from the players. A situation where uh, David Griffin w- was not trusted at the beginning of the season by, by again, members of the media nor, nor the fan base. Uh, he was a dead vice president of basketball operations walking. All of a sudden makes the deal for Valanchunas. Uh, you look at, the, again, the the, the the draft with the rookies, bringing in Alvarado as an undrafted free agent. And then, of course, the big deal that was made uh by the trading deadline with cj mccollum nance and snell coming in and just the transformative nature of those uh, of just those moves that have turned this to this team from a doormat to a team that's knocking on 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 the possibility of again a first round playoff run
4: yeah and and that's and and eric honestly that's all you can really ask for at this point is try to get in the playoffs especially after three and sixteen start i mean you want a taste of it. You, you just want to give everyone a little taste of it because I think everyone's like, "Hey, let's start next year already." But you still in this year to where you can get that experience and get that taste of a of a road playoff game in you know Phoenix. Get a couple games out there. Even if you play them for a five game series, you play them tough. At least you know what you're preparing yourself for next season. Start off the season strong. You got to forget about these two. 1-12 starts, 3-6. and That can't happen next year. You have to start it strong. You want to finish yes. strong here. Maybe even if you don't beat the Clippers, at least mm-hmm. you finish strong. You're heading in the right direction this offseason. Add a piece or two, whether you get that Lakers pick and bring another young player in, or you use that pick to bring in a veteran player. Just mm-hmm. continue to build. And I think that's what you're seeing. That's what you're seeing the building blocks with a game like last night with the game you're going to see tomorrow night? And maybe if they win, you see in a series against the Phoenix Suns. At this point, if they win a game against the Phoenix Suns, if they get that far, I mean, you're playing with house money. That's just great. That's yep. just extra, you know? No one saw that I'm, coming. No one – you know, i talked you. to Cam Jordan yesterday. We did this special. Mm-hmm. He didn't see that coming when they started 3-16. and 16. Everyone mm-hmm. would be lying to you if they saw that coming. If sure, were Sure, come a on. Playing game. <laughs> Everyone – maybe some of the players within the organization, yeah, they – It's naturally, you can't say, yeah, I saw this coming. You'd be lying. Mm -hmm. Honestly, anyone would be lying to themselves.
0: I agree. Uh, (laughs) Final question for you. How does this team beat, beat again, a team that is a veteran team, that has star power on their home floor in the Los Angeles Clippers tomorrow night?
4: Can't let them go 8-for-8 in the first quarter from downtown. That cannot happen like they did in in that last time they played in L.A. a couple Sundays ago. That's just not going to fly. I mean, I understand not – you know, each game isn't going to be the same. They may come out come out on fire. They may not come out on fire. But you have to find a way to be successful against them, like you did in the three wins. And I don't think they've seen this lineup yet. Just like the Spurs hasn't seen that same lineup last night. I mean, they this five these these five players have not had a chance to play many games together. So the Clippers are going to be in for a very long night against this Pelican squad. I'm not saying they're going to win, but it, it could mm-hmm. be a long night for them. And I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I know it's a four-point spread for the Clippers. They're playing at home. You know, they got, they're got healthy, and they they may not be a play-in type of team. They should be maybe a top-five team in the, in the playoffs. But I, I don't think the Pelicans are going to make it, you know, a, an easy game for them. They're they're going to give them hell for the entire game, the 48 minutes.
0: I agree. Sheree, thanks so much for stepping in. Certainly appreciate it. Tell folks how they can follow you on social media and what you guys got coming up on Channel 6 Sports. Oh,
4: I mean if you haven't had enough pelicans we're gonna give you <laughs> even more pelicans yeah. You know relive some of that amazing atmosphere from last night and some of the quotes from the rookies so the sound bites from herb and Jose were outstanding and what they had to say about the crowds and just being in, involved in the in the big game in that atmosphere plus looking ahead to the Clippers game're gonna uh, talk to will Guillory from the athletics so we'll have a lot coming up here uh, in the next few hours. Beautiful.
0: Thanks again, my friend. Appreciate your time today here.
4: Uh hopefully I came off the bench and at least got a single. Oh.
0: Knocked it out the park, brother. Knocked it out the park. <laughs> Stand uh again, walk off home run. How's that? Uh I'll take one of those. There you go. Thanks, Sharif. Oh, no problem, Eric. 35 Ishak, again, on Channel 6 Sports. Hey, don't forget about Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of what I'm telling you is the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. You're heading down to the quarter for the Easter holiday with friends or family. you got to stop over at Mambo's. Cajun cuisine at its finest. The cocktails are outstanding. Again, you can dine in their authentic French Quarter Courtyard. Again, how about checking out their Bourbon Street balcony? But you cannot miss... The rooftop bar, Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, perfect night out for, for for with friends, family. Maybe again uh, that that first date. Maybe that romantic getaway. Maybe even your next event. Man, you gotta you got to get out there and enjoy Mambo's. 411 Bourbon Street, open for lunch and dinner seven days a week. MamboNola.com is how you find out more. And then when you finish there, right next door is the Hideout Bar. Live music for you in a courtyard setting in a 300-year-old building in the French Quarter. Got food for you. Got great cocktails. Make it a night out on Bourbon Street at Mambo's and the Hideout Bar. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. We'll be right back Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. I'm here with my good friend Mike DeLaHusse of the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say to Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you you have, like, the perfect face for radio? No, Mike, did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud, no, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come
2: on, man, you know that ain't nice.
0: And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. Then why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton for punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker's always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10, better known as the intersection of E. coli and Salmonella. so good festival season is almost in full swing don't get swept away before getting tickets to the 2022 mid-city bayou boogaloo snag early pricing instead of right at the gate at the bayouboogaloo.com and view the full lineup featuring chapel heart sunny landreth and the me melody makers and many more for early pricing get your tickets today at the bayouboogaloo.com i'm joel clark a select quote agent with a true story that could
1: save you hundreds of dollars a year a woman named linda just called her husband ray has a group life insurance policy but is changing jobs and he can't take it with him well i went to work and found ray who's 40 and takes medication to control his high blood pressure a 10-year $500,000 policy for only 19 dollars
0: a month that's way more coverage for a lot less than what he was paying if SelectQuote
1: didn't shop for your life insurance You're probably paying too much.
0: For your free quote and to find out how much you can save, call 1-800-506-6149. That's 1-800-506-6149. 1-800-506-6149. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save.
3: Get full details on the example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. All right, folks, don't forget the weekend
0: is upon us. That means, again, Easter weekend, having folks come over. Remember, you're serving them a William Grant product. Hendricks, Jim, Malaga Tequila, Rekha, Vodka, Hottest Spirits on the Market. How about that all-star lineup with Scotch's Glenfiddich Scotch Whiskey, Grants Blended Scotch Whiskey, the Balvini Scotch Whiskey. If you love Iris Whiskey, the second largest sergeant selling Irish Whiskey is Telemore do Iris Whiskey. Don't forget about Sailor Jerry Rum. Every bottle of Sailor Jerry Rum goes about a portion of those proceeds go to the God Foundation taking care of our active military and retired military members, www.gotourtruth.org Florida of Nicaraguan Rum. A uh, fistful of bourbon, bourbon whiskey, and Hudson whiskey—all part of the portfolio of William Grant. Go out there and get you some. For this holiday weekend, also don't forget again the Oceana family of restaurants are open and they will be open late all through again the Easter holiday. They're open uh, again to one and two a.m. every single day for lunch and dinner. But Oceana's got breakfast, lunch, and dinner for you. So Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Canada Restaurant, Hideout Bar, all ready for you during this Easter holiday. And don't forget at Burkhardt is the Burkhardt's there for you. AC breaks down even on a holiday weekend, they got you covered acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com. I want to thank Sharif Ishaq for joining us in the program. Certainly appreciate him stepping in for Fletcher Mackle. Also, again, uh, Mike Triplett joining us on the show. Also, want to thank Rudy back at studio, uh, producing our program as he does each and every day. I want to thank you guys for tuning into the show as always. Uh, remember, the podcast will be up. It'll be up a little bit after six o'clock this afternoon for this evening for you. And of course, you can check that out at your leisure. Uh, go Pel's, hoping for a big win against the uh, the, the Clippers on Friday night, and we'll be breaking it down for you on Monday at four o'clock. And, of course, as always, we thank you guys for, for again, uh, checking out the show, whether it's on the podcast, whether you're listening live or on our digital platforms as well. Ken Trahan joins me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports coming up at 6 o'clock on WLAE-TV. So remember to check that out. And, of course, uh, not, uh, when, you look, when you're looking for it, uh, make sure that, again, you check us out on our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Ash on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans show on Instagram. The show will be up there as well as, again, on Pelican Sports Television and also the Deuce throughout the weekend. So, uh, as always, it's been an absolute blast. Hope everyone has a safe uh, and happy Easter weekend uh, with friends and family. Uh, Again, tomorrow we will uh, actually have a best of that that will go right, leading you right into UNO baseball. So UNO baseball tonight, 545 pregame, 6 o'clock first pitch. Uh, UNO baseball on Friday, uh, 545 pregame, six o'clock first pitch right here on one oh six point one F M. Again your home your home for uh UNO uh baseball and of course basketball. Uh Looking forward to, uh, again, checking out the, the Breakers this weekend also. Three o'clock uh, game on USATD Network on Sunday. We don't know a lot about the Breakers, okay, because they're all in Birmingham. Uh, but, again, get a chance to be able to check out them uh, and see what's happening. And more importantly, hoping, again, that the Pels can get a big win and that, again, we'll be talking about on Monday the start of the series against the Phoenix Suns in the best of seven. Uh, but, uh Again, they're going to have to bring their best. You're talking about a, a team that's battle-tested, a team that has star power, and, and a team that has won series and also been in the playoffs. Nothing has been too big uh, for the Clippers, even though, again, they got some injuries. Uh, but you know what? Uh, I'm pulling for the Pels. I'm saying the Pels will take it, and we'll be talking about it on Monday right here on Inside New Orleans. Thanks so much for listening to New Orleans. Pre- certainly appreciate it. Happy Easter to each and every one of you. We'll see you Monday, straight up 4 o'clock. Until then, my name is Eric Casher from the Dog Catching the Gumna. They all gotta go. The place we call
2: home. No mistakes by the army code. Already calls us half our show. The law, I swear.